Well, you hear um, lots of actors being interviewed over and over again, and it's very nice now and, and again, I think, when a little bit of their personality comes through. And um, we were listening to one uh, with Spanish actress Penelope Cruz being interviewed by... Um, the BBC's Women's Hour recently, and she was saying she likes to take a little bit of her culture wherever she goes. And I was talking about dinner times, and she's Spanish, so she likes to eat at midnight. And uh, when the interviewer confessed she eats at 5.30, Penelope is clearly, totally appalled. Have a listen. Spanish people cannot really, we, we can. Everybody has dinner later. Oh, yeah, right. Well, well, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> I've, been, I've been to Spain and people are going out to eat at 11 o'clock at night. Yes. Okay, so uh, did you transport your Spanish way of life to Belsize Park then? To everywhere I go. Do you? I right. still can have dinner. I can't have dinner at 6 p.m. <laughs> no. You just can't that's do not it. for me, no. Well, I eat at 5.30. What? I know. I just don't care. I'm starving. But then at what time you go to sleep? About 9. And then you wake up at six. Yeah, no. She's just horrified, isn't she? I can, I just, I can imagine the look on her face. No, I would not dream of it. You are a peasant. I can hardly bear to look at your face. So, excuse my Spanish accent <laughs> to any of you out there that are actually Spanish. So do you think it's elegant and sophisticated to eat after dark or are you starving about six o'clock? Representing the early corner today, I have restaurant reviewer Jane Corns and myself. You won't see me eating after seven at the absolute very latest. And in the late corner, I have restaurant reviewer Rob Broadfield. So you are outnumbered in the studio, Rob, but That's you do okay. have Penelope Cruz on your side. Just on the accent thing, that wasn't Spanish, that was Monty Python. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours, Jello. Yours thing. was Monty Python, you know. Your I father's not of elderberries. Yeah. Yeah. Fat in your yeah. general direction. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the one. Yeah. That's the one. Your mother was a hamster. Yes. <laughs> So let's start with you, Rob, seeing as you are, you are fairly outnumbered today. What time do you eat? Um, as late as possible, but with a few caveats. Um, my What's late? What's my, late? My medical advice, well, not 11 o'clock, that's for sure. But I do like eating a little later, getting home, having a cocktail. I mean, I, I have a Campari soda and just shuck the, the weight of the world off me and then... So you're already setting yourself apart from the normal man, I think. You yeah. know, Campari and soda, what an elitist drink. Not at all. It's a, it's a bit poncy, isn't it? It's a great it? drink. And, and then I cook, because I cook at home, so, and then I just languidly go about cooking dinner. And so is that a big, it's a big, long, slow process, and you like to think about it, Not plan really. it? I'll roast a chicken or something like that, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it's quite easy, a bit of pasta or whatever. So you mean you start from scratch when you get home over the Campari and soda, like that's the beginning of the process for Correct. you? Correct. Wow, that's pretty... And if I'm reviewing, which, or going out for dinner for, for work, uh, which is two or three times a week, then obviously it's different. Um, but I won't, still won't have a... Oh, no, occasionally I've got something really early because I'm absolutely wrecked. No, I've got to get home. No, I've got to get up early in the morning. And sometimes I'll do that, uh, have an earlier one. But What's I'm, early for you? What's like the earliest you would consider oh, having dinner? Seven o'clock, I think. What's the earliest? Yeah. Jane? Well... You do look horrified. I grew up... No, that's just my normal unbotox look, I think. Um, <laughs> I um, grew up in England. My mum put dinner on the table before the... Six o'clock news, so 5.45, dinner went on the table and you had like seven nanoseconds to get in there and eat before she clipped your ear for being late. You had to have washed your hands, you need to be at the table, whoever was doing the laying the table got in there first. I am completely, completely um, anal about eating. Like, I have to have breakfast by about, um, you know, 7.30. I have to have lunch between 12 and 1. I look at my watch, I don't care if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And if I haven't had dinner by 6, generally I'm, I feel very cheated. And 
I also go out for reviews. I would always book for seven, um, and they better bring the bread pretty quickly, you know. Um, Half a glycemic, Jack. One three hundred triple two seven twenty or one double nine double two seven twenty. Who do you think is right and who's wrong? But you you were saying earlier that you started eating. Well, that's early right. Because I was brought up, you know, a, a rural kid, and and my mother was like any other Australian mother. It was tea time at six o'clock. Tea time. Tea. Tea time. Yeah. Come and get your see tea, boys. A, she had twin boys. See, he's a snob now. Yeah. But we can see where his no, country no, roots no, come from. Can I just say this just for the <laughs> The snob thing's utterly erroneous. It's actually a nice thing to do. I see. If you wouldn't say erroneous, if you If you said it was a load of BS, we might take you more seriously. You know, erroneous. Seven-syllable word to say what could be said in two. And I learned two things when I first travelled overseas. One of them was when I went to Europe, and I just love that style of... uh, It's predicated on a lot of things. The first thing is that breakfast is always a cigarette and a coffee, (laughs) a black one. Lunch is usually a trenchman's lunch. Yes. Uh, What's uh, a trenchman's lunch? Well, you know, big big food. Oh, yeah. Uh, small bystanders probably, but the biggest yep. meal of the day. Yep. And dinner to be successful at that hour of the day, you can't carb up. That's the secret. Yes. You, you've got to have small little bits of food. Yep. So yep. When, they, when you talk about the Spanish and, and the French eating much later, particularly the Spanish, they don't sit down and do what we would... Roast pork and three veg. They they're doing tapas, do aren't they? They are doing tapas, or even kind if they're not, pay. they're doing like a one one little cutlet and a bit of something, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. they do eat very differently at that hour of the day. Which is no why one... French women aren't fat, because they eat small things. No, often. that's because they've got the breakfast component, right? Oh, cigarette okay. and the coffee. Oh, and so you been to, have you been to Europe? You're looking, you're nodding away. But how, do you, how did you Europe and, 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 no, and England. No, you know, yeah, I mean, Europe includes England, and England are completely, you know, different. The continent have this whole, like Rob says, you know, the whole thing about, you know, carbs and a fag in the morning with caffeine, and by evening you're having small meals. But you know, in the 16th century, dinner was at 11 o'clock in the morning because everybody was out in the fields, you know, doing their thing with wheat. So they were eating dinner at 11 o'clock by the 17th century when Samuel Pepys wrote about it. Now, when you it. said dinner, do you mean lunch? Yes, but they called it dinner, yes, yeah, so yes. the big, the trencherman, all right? And then the 17th century, Samuel Pepys was eating it at midday, and by the time we got to the late 1800s, you know, we were all going, because it became an elitist what thing. What changed it? What changed it was that... Um, Back in the days before electricity, you had to eat while the light was up. Ah. And also, you were damn starving because you'd been out working in the fields. So wealthy people who could afford a million candles. elitist. To and if you were in Europe, well, parts could. of Europe, you'd have to shovel that. You'd have about half an hour to shovel it down, wouldn't you? Especially if, in winter. If you and lunch, lunch didn't come along until dinner got so damn late that we had to create something for the middle of the day because they're all starving. Well, let's have a quick chat to um, to Heinz, who's rung in to explain why he's um, both early in Australia and in civilised Europe, he eats, he eats late. Heinz. Hello, hello. This is turning into a bit of a bun fight here, Heinz. <laughs> Might be able to settle these two down. Yes, help us, Heinz. Well, uh, I, I come from a Central European country, as you can tell by my name, but um, we live here in Western Australia, we live in a... Uh, sort of a Mediterranean climate. We don't need English uh, habits, do we? No. Of course we what? do. What are you talking it's, about? It's only your English <laughs> habits. We, we, don't, we don't need to have our dinner at five o'clock in the afternoon. No. This no. is the country that gave us the deep-fried Mars bar, for God's sake. Of course we don't want English habits. <laughs> no. Um, that was Scotland. You see, you just don't get it right. Scotland that They probably eat at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Now, uh, I think we should uh, adopt the uh, Mediterranean uh, habits and having a siesta in the afternoon from uh, 12 yes. to 2 o'clock. After three glasses of... Um, no, Rioja. no, no, you don't even oh. have to drink anything. Oh. But if you feel like it, like you go a ahead. Waste, 
And then you go back to work at uh, until well, 7, 8 o'clock in the evening. Then you get yourself ready for your uh, your dinner at midnight. Oh my! Oh, oh I I would starve, Heinz. When I was I went to Europe for the first time last year. What's wrong with a little snack in between? Oh my! Fr- well, I've I snack all day, and my friend and I went to um, restaurants all over Europe, and we were going. We we're trying to book for six o'clock at night, and they just laughed at yeah. us. They said, "What a late lunch then." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I found it so civilized uh, uh, when I was in, in in Athens a few years ago. Um, that the dinner wasn't served before uh, 11 o'clock in the evening. Oh, Heinz, that's not civilised. That's elitist. Community. No, no, no. That has nothing to do with elitist. And neither is a Campari and soda. <laughs> Heinz, on, on your behalf, I, I'd like to ask Jane a question. <laughs> Jane, you're of a, how does one put it, a, a sort of a Fremantle persuasion. What um, do you mean? Listeners, she's wearing a crocheted hat at the moment. <laughs> um, so you'd be more into natural rhythms and stuff, wouldn't you? And mm, Now, yeah. the really interesting thing about what Heinz is talking about is... When you're in southern Europe, particularly that part of France on the southern coast, Tom, and they do still observe siesta and they still do eat late and they have that wonderful sort of couple hours off in the middle of the day, it actually suits the body. I find it, I find it really relaxing because, do you know, when you're at work, and you'd find this, Jello, too, you get to about two in the afternoon and you start nodding off, don't you? You know that I do. thing that happens? All right. We all, all right, do. I'll give you that, I do. So it's a natural rhythm thing, and I think it just works. I think they're listening to their bodies, they're listening to the time of the day, and they're doing it properly and appropriate, and they eat like adults. You know how Americans eat like children? Yeah. Europeans generally eat like adults. So where's the question? The question is, do you see that rationale? I see it for weekends. I reckon I'm a... I reckon I'm a late tapper sort of canapé girl at the weekends, and from Monday to Friday when I go to work, I'm a six o'clock girl. You're a fence-sitter. Oh, we've had a few, we've <laughs> had a few texts into the program, that, um, and I'm afraid you've been heartily disagreed with Rob. Not Spanish at all. My accent was straight from allo, allo. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's just choked on his coffee. Jody's got four kids under five. And we eat the second my partner walks in at five. You can give us a text, one double nine double two seven twenty, or call in and argue. We like an argument. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. And Steve says, what a sad, sad life to be dictated to by your own set of self-imposed rules. Don't laugh, Jane. Relax, woman. <laughs> Tell her how it's done, Rob. I'm hearing you, Steve. Do you know there used to be a meal called Nunchen? That came between lunch and dinner? Ah, oh, look, I'm all for second lunch, second breakfast, and I'm happy to do two dinners. I'm happy to eat at nine or ten if I've eaten at six or seven. You've got yeah. to do a restaurant review with me. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, I think you've got to. We also I love need it. tiffin. Fantastic. We need tiffin. We need high tea. We need brunch. Mm. We need all those things, don't we, that kind of fall in between the normal meals. Yes. My health advisor, Daniel Hatch, was telling me today, um, because the trouble is, for all this, I am a dissolute and wreck of a man. So <laughs> I eat for a living. Um, and he was telling me today that this is all very well, Rob, but you've got to never have carbs after midday. Oh, please. I researched this, Rob, and I, on, on, and from my very extensive experience with web doctors, um, they say that, it, that, you, that the number of calories you eat in a day is the number of calories you eat in a day in terms of your you know, calorie intake. But where you go wrong is it's that insulin thing. If you eat carbs late in the day, your body does something weird with insulin and you're more prone to diabetes. Because you break it down into sugar, don't you? And I look, I get heartburn. I'm... I must be getting, I must be getting older than I feel like I'm, I, I am. How because much do you I drink? Can't, um, oh, look, not very much during the week, but on the weekend I have been known to knock the odd one back, <laughs> if oh, I can that, put it that, that way. That can play a role. Can it? In your heartburn, definitely. Yeah, we're now doing, we're now doing Dr. Robin. <laughs> Dr. Jane, answer your health questions. <laughs> 
Well, thank you both very much for coming and trying to <laughs> settle that argument. So, what did we arrive us? at? What do you think we arrived at? I think um, I think we just arrived at the fact that we should eat all day. Yeah. That life should just dark. be one long meal. Yeah, and actually, medically grazing is actually a good thing. Yeah, which which, which is actually medically proven. Yeah. But I th- I think it's a very civilising thing. I think, as Hein said, it is very civilising to eat like that. That's my personal thing. Clearly, it's different for other people. Rosie said that we've arrived at the conclusion that you two should never share a house. <laughs> For more reasons we've than you know. Restu- we've shared a restaurant table. <laughs> we did. Well, that was twice. Twice. That's, that's Rob, sent me a, Rob sent me a paper aeroplane from another table. I won't tell you where we were, but it said something like, this is, you I, know, unreasonable. I, I was reviewing it and I wrote on this paper aeroplane and flinged it across to her. Because we were both doing a restu- review on the same night. How absolutely cool. romantic. I'm just amazed <laughs> that you both ended up in a restaurant at the same time. <laughs> Thanks both for coming it, it was the perfect storm, though. It was the worst restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Eat now, eat hearty. Perhaps somebody could just nip down and get me a muffin. Yeah.